Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. You know what? I know it's the first week of December, so there's some things that are on my heart that I hope and believe are going to really, really be uh, uh, really beneficial to you, particularly at this time of the year. Now, I, I know that, that traditionally this time of the year, you know, people start focusing on the birth of Christ because we're celebrating Christmas and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, my, my background uh, and the background of a lot of people that I grew up with and a lot of people that grew up in my culture was that Thanksgiving and Christmas really was not a good time of the year. It was a, it was a time of the year when, when you had a lot of old baggage, a lot of old memories, a lot of old hurts that just kind of held on that uh, it would sabotage, you know, any ability to, to celebrate and enjoy what these holidays are supposed to be about. And so... You know, I'm going to be talking to you this month about, about all month long, and I'm going to be sharing three different messages with you about dealing with discouragement and overcoming discouragement. I mean, you could give it any kind of name, but that's kind of the overall, overall view. And today I'm going to be talking to you about winning the wrong battle. Now, you may think, what, what kind of title is winning the wrong battle? Well, here's, here's what I see happening. And remember, I deal with thousands of people on a regular basis, and... Uh, get feedback and get impact, you know, input from them. And uh, many of you know we have what's called Ultimate Impact, where I do, where I do coaching with, with uh, uh, 1,200, 1,500 people on a weekly basis. So, so, so I'm actively involved with people. And one of the things that, that I see from the feedback that people give me is that many believers will fall into, into one of two categories uh, when, when they are faced with an Incredible, incredible battle when they're in face with an internal struggle or the, or the possibility of a, of a personal failure or depression or frustration or, or those kinds of things. And, and you know, you know there, there are the people, and, and people watching our broadcast are nearly never those kinds of people. People who are just quitters, people who just have no intention to win, people who have no intention to trust God, do not follow my ministry because everything about my ministry is about us trusting the finished work of Jesus, trusting what Jesus did through his death, burial, and resurrection. So it takes a really unique group of people to say, I'm a disciple. Jesus is my Lord. I'm following him and I'm putting this stuff into practice. So out of the people who actually put things into practice, the great majority of people that I, that I talk to, um, either, number one, because of what religion has taught them, when they face discouragement or depression or this sort of thing, when they face this and, and they put forth an effort to win the battle, many times they are fighting the wrong battle, even if they win, so to speak, even if they follow through on everything that they think they're supposed to do, uh, there's usually not a whole lot of victory in it because, because they're absolutely just fighting the wrong battle. And we'll talk about that. And, you know, don't, don't, you don't get embarrassed. You don't get defensive when you realize you're fighting the wrong battle. You just go, oh, okay, great. Now I, I know what to do. And then 
then there, there, there is a, a, another group of people in here that, that their first reaction is, is not a reaction of victory. You know, you know, I'll tell you, first reactions are just so critical because, and, and you know, and I know I use, I, I use some examples that people, that people can't relate to, and I, and I just have to use my own background and my own examples. Many of you know I was a professional musician, you know, for years, and so I was in bars every night playing in bars, and you know I saw a lot of uh, I saw a lot of conflict happen in bars. It was really interesting. One of the things that you learn when you're in that environment is when you see that an altercation is about to take place, you know that the person who acts first is going to be the person who who wins. And what I've seen many times with believers because of what we believe about God because of, of our misunderstandings of the way religion has influenced us, our first reaction to, to a, a, a battle, so to speak, a conflict is usually the wrong reaction. So we usually set ourselves back and then we have to dig ourselves out of that hole to even get to level ground so we deal with, with what that issue is. So I don't know how to package all that up. I don't know how to say all that in one short phrase, but I'm just telling you today, if you got friends that are, that are fighting battles during the holidays, if you got people who are struggling, then uh, I, I want you to know that, that we absolutely want to help. By the way, I have something that I give away for free every year. It's called Creating Happy Holidays. I'd love to give you or any of your friends a copy of this for free, absolutely, uh, no charge. And so all, all you got to do is go to impactministries.com and click on the, on the link that's going to come across the top of the page. It says Creating Happy Holidays, and we will uh, give you a download of this series for free because this is how I share about coming out of uh, depression and frustration and, and all of these negative tendencies that I had during Happy Holidays. So if you want that, be sure and go to impactministries.com, click on it, get it. I, I want you to have it. Now, uh, we all face situations, and, and it's, it, you know, we've all got a past. And because of our past, we all have things that, that come up. We have, we have triggers. For me, man, the holidays was a trigger. And, uh, you know, before I gave my life to the Lord, I would start either doing drugs or drinking more heavily, uh, usually in, in November, and I would probably, you know, sober up over in about uh, February, March, or sometimes April, because the holidays were such painful, depressing, difficult times for me. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, first of all, my, my, my mother worked, my, uh, my father was, a, was an alcoholic that abandoned us and would only show up from time to time. And honestly, usually when he would show up, uh, he would steal our groceries, he would steal any money he could find, and he would take it and give it to uh, one, of, one of his women that, that he was living with at the time. So even, even when my mother wanted to do things for us for Christmas, it usually didn't happen, and if it happened at all, my grandmother or some other family member would step in and help. But but holidays were always, always, always a disappointment. Now, now I will say this: when I was a kid, it didn't bother me being poor, and it didn't bother me uh, that that we didn't get you know all the things that we wanted because 
Uh, during that period of time where my dad was gone, we had peace. And, and you know, I love my mom, and, and it was so good to see my mom at least have some degree of peace. But she took it really hard because she couldn't do for her kids. You know, many, many believers, many people across the world, and particularly across America, <clears throat> because of all the advertising and all the hype and all the, you know, the Christmas sales and all that kind of stuff, many good people are, you're, going to go, you're going to go into depression. You're going to go into a struggle because you think that the most important thing that you can do at your, uh, for your kid at Christmas is buy them some big old present. Well, you know what? Uh, I got news for you. If you now, if you trained them to think that way, and by now, they're, you know, they're older, and, and you've trained them to, to be selfish and self-centered, then that's, that is what they're going to want. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to really meet the real need that they have because what we really want is to be with, be with, our, with our parents, our family that loves us, the people that care about us, and have an enjoyable time together. So, so you know, that wasn't a big problem. But really, it, things got worse after, after my mother remarried, and it turned out that my stepfather was not who she thought he was, and he was actually a very violent man. And I'll tell you, for us, a holiday, holidays, any holiday just basically meant that my stepfather and some of his buddies were going to get drunk, and before it was over with, there was going to be a fight. And I mean, I'm talking about a fight. I am not talking about a couple of people cussing each other out. I'm talking about knives and beating each other unconscious and blood all over the house and, and, and things that would just scare you to death when, when you were a child. So, so uh, man, I, I had these emotional triggers that when the holidays came, this is what I was expecting. This is what I, you know, this is what I'd experienced. And all those emotions from my past would just, just about overtake me. So I, I don't know what you're going through at the holidays. I don't know what your background is, but I know this. If we start now and we make the determination based on the promises of God based on the finished work of Jesus that I, I can come out of this. I don't have to spend my life repeating this. I got news for you. There, there is a way to come out. And again, be sure and get my, be sure and get my free download series on creating happy holidays because it's going to give you some practical tools to, to be able to have ha happy holidays. You know, uh, uh, one of the things that we, we, that I, that I see and I saw with myself is that we have, in fighting the wrong fight, it's sort of like we have the right tools, but we use them the wrong way. You know, many times in, in teaching people to kind of uh, read the Bible and ponder it and think about it and kind of go to a, a, a meditative place, many times people say, you know, I can't, I can't really picture anything. I, I, I can't visualize and, and really I, I can't do this. I can't do this thing where you meditate on the Word of God. Uh, but what's interesting is they are experts at meditating on, remembering, and re-experiencing painful events from the past. Everybody has the tools to, and could use them in a way that would be constructive, but we have trained ourselves to use most of the tools that God gave us to use them in a destructive way. You know, the Apostle Paul tells us, he said, listen, he said, if it, you know, he said, when you're facing these challenges, he says, whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, he goes through all of this list of good, positive things. He said, think on these things and the God of peace will be with you. Now, he's not saying that the God of peace has abandoned you and left you, but you can experience the God of peace with you if you are filling your heart full of these destructive, negative, depressing thoughts. 
Now, I know, you know, we all feel like, well, but they just flood in on me. I have no control over them. Well, you have some control. I'm not saying right now you have complete control, but I'm saying you have some control. And you've got to make a decision about what, how you're going to use your God-given skills. Because God has given you skills and abilities to transform your life. God has given you skills and abilities to determine where your emotions are going to go, where your beliefs are going to go, uh, uh, how you're going to be affected by your environment. But you have to choose to use those. And you're probably like me, you know, I'd faced so many years of depression at holidays, I, I pretty much eventually, of course, you know, doing drugs and, and, and drinking, you know, was a way to anesthetize myself. It didn't really stop the pain. It didn't really make the pain go away. Uh, it, just, it just made it where somehow it, it just seemed to hurt, you know, a, a little less. Um, but it didn't make any holidays get any better. It didn't help me in my relationships with anybody. And, and so, you know, I finally had to come to a place to realize I have choices and I can make choices and my choices are going to determine how my past affects me. You know, uh, uh, the word remember or the word remembrance is a really interesting word. You know, all of the, um, all of the sacrifices of the Old Testament, the, you know, the feast and, and, that, that Israel had on an annual basis. The Hebrew word for that is an interesting word because it, it means to remember something, to look back and remember something, but then to also look forward. And so the sacrifices were designed so that, so that the children of Israel would look back and remember how God delivered them from the hand of Pharaoh out of Egypt and remember how they crossed the Red Sea and came to Mount Sinai and God met them there and, and wrote the word of God on their heart. And, and, you know, and remember all of these events where every time they got in trouble, God delivered them. Now, what's interesting is how and what you remember determines a lot about what's going to shape your future. Because in the sacrifices, you remembered these things and then you, you look to the future. And, you know, there's, there's several ways with the sacrifices that that you know, that, that, that points to. And, and, you know, one is, of course, to the second coming of Jesus. Every one of those things that happened with the children of Israel uh, point to something that has to do with the second coming of the Lord Jesus, where Jesus himself returns, establishes the kingdom of God here on earth. And eventually, eventually, uh, heaven comes to earth and we get to live on earth the way God promised it and the way God set it up in, in the very beginning. So, so you're remembering that past and you're looking to that future. But on the short scale of things, remembering the past and what parts of the past you remember and what parts of the past you focus on will determine uh, how you're going to look at and what your expectations are going to be from the future. You know, some of you, some of you have heard me talk about this. Um, uh, when you focus your attention on something, now remember, you have absolute authority over your being. In other words, you have the right to tell your mind, your body, what you want, what you don't want, what you'll, what you'll have, what you won't have, what you'll put up with, what you won't put up with. And of course, all that's based on the finished work of Jesus. So anything that we allow to continue within us, whether it's emotions, whether it's uh, thoughts and ideas, uh, even sickness, anything that we allow to continue 
within us uh, without saying no, I make a choice, I make a choice for something else, then uh, by default, we are using our authority to say, I accept this, or to some degree, I, I want this. Uh, now, none of us want the pain, none of us want the depression, but we accept it, and by default, that is passive authority saying, I give you the right to stay here, because, and, and, and I'm going to absolutely do nothing about it. Now, the way God created us, anything that we choose to allow, now, I know you're sitting there going, I don't choose this. I don't choose to have this depression. Well, if you haven't chosen to do something about it, then by default, you have chosen to accept it. You have, you have chosen to see yourself as too weak uh, to do anything about it. It's more powerful than you are, stronger than you are. You have no, you have no way out of it. I'm telling you, in, in Jesus, you always have a way out of it. In Jesus, you are a new creation. In Jesus, you have been given the life of God, and you can draw that life of God out into your emotions, into your mind, into your behavior, and into, into every single part of your life. So, so the, these things, the, these things come, they begin to manifest, but we've got to make some decisions. But let me point this out. And God created this, us this way, and we decide if we're going to use it for us or against us. Anything that you continue to give your attention to changes the way your brain works. For example, and those of you who have heard me speak over the years, you've heard me, you've heard me talk about this. If, if I'm having a, a pain in, in my knee and, uh, uh, and I think about that pain, well, particularly if I talk about that, that pain and I put my attention on that pain, then basically I am saying to my body and to my mind, I want to feel more of this pain. And I know you're, you're saying like, no, I never want to feel more of the pain. I never said I wanted more of the pain. Well, no, by virtue of the fact that you're thinking about it, you're talking about it, you're putting your attention on it, then, then the signal that your brain gets is, I, I, I need to be able to feel this more effectively. And the example that I always use is, you know, then we start saying, man, my pain is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, the truth is, it's not that your pain is getting worse, it's the fact that you are getting better at noticing that pain. And sometimes the pain is staying the same, but you're getting better and better and better at noticing that pain. Well, the problem is if we do that, say around a holiday, around something that depressed us from the past, and we start thinking about that, and we start noticing negatives, and we start paying attention to all the things that we don't like, then basically we're telling our, we're telling our mind, notice everything that's wrong. Notice everything that I can get depressed about the way I got, the, you know, the way it was when I was a child. Remember all of my heartbreaks, you know, in childhood or, or maybe a previous marriage or something. Remember all the pain that's associated with that. And so what happens is we literally get ourselves more capable of noticing everything that brings us pain. And because we don't exercise that ability to notice those things that we can celebrate, we don't exercise our ability to notice those things that glorify God. We don't notice and think about the, you know, the promises of God through the Lord Jesus, then we get literally where we, we feel like we've lost our ability to do that. You know, the Bible says something interesting in the book of Proverbs and the King James, it says the froward heart finds no good. Now the word froward means crooked. 
A crooked heart is a heart that has been bent out of shape, so to speak. It has, it has had so much pain and so much suffering that that, that heart and its ability to see and perceive and to hear and to understand has, has actually become bent or, or, you know, sometimes it'll use the word twisted, it'll use the word crooked, it'll use the word hardened. Uh, there's a lot of words that describe a heart that has been so affected that it changes the way that we see things. Well, the Bible tells us once our heart gets in a certain condition, we, we have difficulty finding good. We have difficulty finding anything that looks good, even though we could be surrounded by all of the good things that we've ever wanted. Even though life could be working for us, we are no, still noticing all those things that hurt us, all those things that, that bring pain into our life. And I'm just going to tell you something. It's going to take God working in your heart and you making a choice for you to, to decide and have the grace, the strength, the ability, the power to see it through, to be able to literally uh, I say, no, I, I am not having this and, and stopping those thoughts and putting your attention where you, you need to and want to put your attention to come out of it. You know, uh, we, we've all talked about the scripture that says, says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Now, We've all talked about this. I, I, I almost, I've said this so many times, I almost feel foolish saying it again, but you know what? I think I need to remind you of it. You know, the word magnify means to make something bigger, to make something louder, to make something brighter, to make something larger. Well, the truth is we can't make God any bigger, brighter, louder, larger than he already is. We can't change anything about who God is, but we can change how big God is in the middle of any experience that we're having, in the middle of our depression, in the middle of our pain, we can change how we're seeing and how we're experiencing everything uh, uh, in our life. And, and I'll tell you, when we put our attention on God, the promises of God, the finished work of Jesus, all the good things that God has done for us, I'm telling you something, we can magnify Him and suddenly, our brain says, oh, oh, you want to see God. Oh, you want to see the good things. And I'm telling you, not only will our brain change, not only will our mind, the way we think change, but I'm telling you, the grace of God will come into you and our heart will change and we will have an incredible, incredible uh, uh, transition. By the way, let me just say this before, before I continue with this message. You know something, Impact Ministries is actively involved all over the world. We are attempting to raise up one billion disciples around the world. I'm talking about disciples to Jesus. I'm not talking about disciples to a church program. And nothing wrong, nothing wrong with serving in a church program. If you've got a great church, you need to serve at church. You need to be a help there. But I'm telling you something, being a, being a disciple is a person who knows how to walk with God, follow God, hear God from the heart, believes the word of God, trusts Jesus as Lord, and lives in the kingdom. I'm telling you. And so we are starting Bible schools all over the world to raise up one billion uh, disciples. And I want to invite you to consider helping them. Our world changers and world changers are people who give regularly to make it possible for us to do what we do. You know, many of you that are listening to this message today, you're listening to it for free. You've, you've never given, and that's all right because we get that. But what happens is people who get their lives influenced by this message, 
you know, they want to take it to the world. They want to pay it forward. They want other people to get the freedom and the joy and the peace that, that they've got. So if you'd like to become a world changer and help us financially every month, I want to encourage you to go to impactministries.com and just click on the world changer uh, icon. Or you can call us here in Huntsville, Alabama at 256-536-9402. And, and we will, you know, we'll talk to you. You can talk to somebody on our team and you can help us do this all over the world. And people like you can get to hear what you're hearing today. All right. I want to jump back in this because, because I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want to get too far off track. You know, uh, so what, what we, what we do sometimes, and, and, I, and I've been, I've been thinking about this scripture uh, uh, just for, for a couple of weeks. I just have not been able to get this scripture off my mind. As a matter of fact, we, uh, uh, we, we talked the other day uh, in our uh, uh, Ultimate Impact Group, which is where I, where I mentor uh, people, which, by the way, you can become a part of. If you're interested in it, go to impactministries.com. Go to the right-hand side of the home page and click on the Ultimate Impact and go get the information. Uh, all through January, we're, we're going to be going through how to stop the pain. I'm, I'm going to help you get your new year started right where you can end the pain of the past. And we're going to take you through exercises and help develop you. And I'm going to personally coach you through the process of coming out of the pain of the past and avoiding the pain of the future and really putting an end to so much conflict that's going on in your life. But we were talking about in this group and uh, about the struggles that people are going through. And I'll tell you, there was, there was a scripture that just exploded inside of me. And it's, it's from the book of First uh, uh, Timothy, the sixth chapter. And it's the 12th verse where it says, fight the good fight of faith um, to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now, what's interesting, I went through and looked at that word good. For some reason, when we were talking about this in our, in our, uh, our mentoring group, the word good just kept coming out at me. And that word good there means uh, to be, so for something to be beneficial or to be profitable. Now, like I said at the beginning of this, uh, this broadcast, sometimes we, we, we try our best. We fight a fight. In other words, we, we try to win a battle, but we're not fighting the profitable fight. We're not, we're not applying what is really profitable and advantageous for us at that moment. You know, many times when, when, when we get depressed, people will want to fight the devil or people will want to start fixing themselves. People will put all kinds of effort. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll re-up and recommit to things that haven't really been working. But you see, the good fight, the fight that's valuable, the fight that will get you out of it is the fight of faith. And so what I'm talking to you about today is the fight of faith where you say, no, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to show you how to do this. I mean, we're not, you know, we'll be continuing in this. I'm going to show you how to trust God and I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to put this stuff into practice so that when you are putting forth effort to live in victory, it's the right effort. It's the effort in the right places. And the last thing you want to do is put effort in the wrong places, put Faith in the wrong situation. Uh, focus on what you're, too many times people focus on what they're against and what the problem is. Did you know that every time you 
get dialed in and zeroed in on fixing your problem, you're just becoming more obsessed with the problem. That's not the good fight of faith. That's the fight of trying to fix yourself. You get focused in on the devil. And that's, the, you know, that's the focus in on the devil. What gets bigger in your mind when you focus on the devil? The devil. What gets bigger in your mind when you focus on the problem? The problem. The fight of faith says this. I am fighting to maintain my trust in God and his promises. And that's what I'm going to magnify in my life. So listen. I, I, hope I've, I hope I've whetted your appetite. I hope I've inspired you because I'm telling you, you can pull out of that funk. Don't forget, you can get my, my free series right now. You can download it uh, just, just by going to impactministries.com, clicking on the little slider that comes across. And, uh, or you probably have or will get an email about this if you're on our email list, uh, giving you the opportunity to do this. Participate in this. Overcome these battles. Start turning your holidays into celebrations where you magnify God instead of magnifying the problem. And you become a blessing to your family and everybody around you. Listen, be sure if you're watching this on YouTube to like it on YouTube and to subscribe to this. We want to, again, reach millions and millions and millions. We want to reach a billion people around the world. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.